Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. This is Florida Matters. I'm Matthew Petty. A new financial disclosure law has caused some local government officials to resign. Senate Bill 774, Ethics Requirements for Public Officials, took effect on January 1st. It requires elected officials in local municipalities to file much more detailed financial disclosures than before, on assets over $1,000. Cities like St. Pete Beach, Anna Maria Island, and Tiny Eagle Lake in Polk County are among those seeing resignations. Those who've left over the bill say it's onerous, invasive, and an example of government overreach from the state. And, they say, it will make it harder to find good candidates for local office, positions that demand a lot of time but sometimes pay very little. Supporters of the law say it promotes transparency. We reached out to State Senator Jason Broder, who sponsored the bill. The Republican from Seminole County was unavailable for an interview, but his office sent us a statement. Broder said, quote, City officials, presumably with the highest spending authority and the lowest vote count thresholds, have very little transparency so the bill lined them up with everyone else in public office. And he rejected the idea that the law will dissuade people from running for local office. He said, quote, Similar arguments were made by county commissions, school boards, and constitutional officers when it became a requirement that they submit a Form 6, and we've had no shortage of candidates for any of those positions. By the way, Form 6 is the paperwork all elected officials now have to file. You can see a sample form and read Broder's full statement on our website, WUSF.org. Well, Barbara Peterson is the Executive Director of the Florida Center for Government Accountability. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. We're also joined by Caroline Clanky, Executive Director of the Florida Ethics Institute. Caroline, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And Joshua Ceballos, Local Government Accountability Reporter for WLRN. Josh, thank you. Happy to be here. So the sponsor of Senate Bill 774, Senator Jason Broder, says it provides more transparency for voters. He says, quote, if a simple disclosure that hundreds of other elected officials already do makes someone quit, then voters should be glad. But elected officials who've quit over the bill say the disclosure is not so simple. St. Pete Beach Commissioner Chris Marone resigned in December. He walked out of the commission meeting after explaining why he was stepping down. Marone called the requirement onerous, invasive, and said they demanded a level of detail that he wouldn't even tell his kids. The form requirements are not only onerous, but they're so personally intrusive and invasive that it would require me to disclose financial information that I wouldn't disclose to my kids. Perhaps it's things that I have for them that they can easily look at online and say, Oh, now I know you have that, Dad. Um, It's personal property that people will know what I have in my house because it's personal contents over $1,000. And it's not ballpark it. How much stuff do you have in your house like you're doing a contents inventory for your insurance company? It is each item that is over $1,000 listed. You have a mutual fund? They don't want to know about your mutual fund. They want to know about every investment made by that fund on the date that you have given them. This is 
you, you, how much is your gross income? How much money do you have in your bank account right now? How much do you owe on your car? How much of rent are you collecting from your tenant? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it goes yeah. on and on and on. And then there's St. Pete Beach Vice Mayor Mark Grill. Grill said his decision to resign was one of the most difficult he's had to make, and he believes the law will have far-reaching impacts on local municipalities. It's a very difficult thing that I'm going to talk about here, but I am announcing my resignation as Commissioner for District 2 and Vice Mayor effective December 31st of 2023. And as I said, it's not something I take lightly. Um, it's probably one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. And there's one primary reason for my resignation. It's Florida Bill 774. It's called, uh, quote, the Ethics Requirements for Public Officials. It was passed by the legislature in April, signed by the governor in May of this year. And if you're not familiar with this, uh, you should be. Um, and members of the public, it'll, I, I believe it's going to have far-reaching and lasting impacts on, on local municipalities. Well, Caroline, the Florida Ethics Institute supports the new law. Can you explain why you think it's a good thing? We believe that this is an incredibly beneficial step forward for Floridians in terms of accountability of their elected public officials on the city level. This is a uh, greater level of transparency that's going to be effectuated in 2024, applicable to mayors and elected city commissioners, and it will enable members of the public through this public record to compare it with their voting records and ensure that they can mitigate conflicts of interest, thereby making sure that a public office remains a public trust in the Sunshine State. Now, financial disclosures will be searchable through a new database. What does this mean for transparency? That's correct. Beginning in 2024, all 40,000 plus financial disclosure filings of not only elected officers, but also public employees who file financial disclosure will be searchable through a free and publicly accessible database maintained by the Florida Commission on Ethics. So we haven't really gotten a look at how this database works yet. This is still in the kind of very new phase. That's correct. In 2023, all Form 6 filers, about 5,000 of them, filed their financial disclosure form using the new electronic financial disclosure management system that was launched in 2022. And in 2024, all 35,000 plus additional Form 1 filers in Florida will also create and file their financial disclosure via this database. Barbara, I wanted to get your take on this new financial disclosure law. What do you think it does for transparency in government? Well, I think the requiring all elected officials, uh, not just constitutional officers, but all elected officials to file a detailed financial disclosure will add a level of accountability as Caroline said, you know, city councils and city commissioners have a lot of spending power. They're spending our money. And I think it's critically important for the public to be able to reassure themselves that our elected representatives at the local level are representing our interests and not necessarily theirs. 
Um, so this, in terms of accountability and transparency, is a huge leap forward. How does it fit in with what other changes you've seen to Florida's sunshine law? Uh, it, it, it actually is a very positive change where we're seeing negative changes left and right over the past uh, four or five, six years. This is a very positive step forward. I think um, I know it's going to be difficult to get used to because the city city officials have not yet been subject to this kind of scrutiny. But every other constitutional officer has, uh, including school boards and, and school superintendents. They've been filing Form 6, and, and I think it, it is creating a, 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 a database of information that will be critical uh, to the public and public accountability. Mm-hmm. Caroline, obviously these laws don't just emerge in a vacuum. How much work went into getting this law through, and um, how long had it taken? I mean, was it a hard road to kind of get this, get some support from legislators and get it passed? Indeed. This is something that the Commission on Ethics has sought in its legislative recommendations to the legislature year after year for nearly five years. And this is the uh, the companion bill to Senate Bill 774. Uh, House Bill 37 uh, had the, its sponsor, Representative Roach, had sponsored similar legislation for transparency and accountability through strengthening and streamlining ethics le- legislation for two years in a row. It was only in 2023 that the law actually got traction and through the efforts of concerned citizens and those who have a desire for greater accountability and transparency in Florida, that it was able to pass. Josh, I want to bring you into this conversation now. You've reported on a councillor and former vice mayor of Miami Shores Village, a man named Dan Marenberg, who resigned over this law. What can you tell us about Dan Marenberg and, and why he stepped down? Yeah, so uh, Miami Shores is a is a fairly small village here in in Miami Dade County, and Dan Marenberg was previously the vice mayor of the village. Um, he stepped down in December of last year, and he put out a long, uh, a lengthy statement explaining why he was stepping down. And at the top of the list, he said one of the main reasons was this bill, which he called a gross invasion of privacy. Um, He also went on to kind of name without naming a lot of people within the village who have gone against him, who have attacked him in one way or another. And I think kind of reading between the lines, he was saying that people who are against a certain commissioner, a certain elected official, uh, will now be able to see their personal financial information, basically, and maybe use that against them in some kind of mudslinging. And, and I think that's kind of the fear there from local officials. And Marenberg, as you point out, had a pretty long list of grievances from his time on the council. He said he was threatened and called a Nazi. Uh, I mean, what does this tell you about what goes on in municipal government meetings and I guess some of the things that elected officials are faced with? Yeah, I mean, I've covered a number of uh, local government meetings, and in Miami-Dade County, they, there's never a dull moment. Uh, there, there's a lot of arguing. There's a lot of, you know, interesting characters that come and speak, um, and and very often elected officials are kind of put under scrutiny or put under the spotlight either by their constituents or even by each other when they argue on the commissions, and they can sometimes go at each other and argue and, and throw things at each other in terms of their the skeletons in their closet. So I think this may be something that they're 
afraid of. Um, but I, I think it also leads to, you know, like the other two guests were saying, some really important transparency in local governments. You must be thinking about this database and 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 wondering how that's going to uh, kind of add to your reporting, right? As a government accountability reporter, what do you think of it? Yeah, I mean, so while I I I can definitely uh, sympathize and empathize with elected officials who are maybe nervous about all this disclosure, for me as a reporter, it is kind of exciting to see that um, this kind of a database that I can kind of sink my teeth into and be able to look at all these people that I'm covering, see more about their their personal lives outside of the the city hall chambers. And I think a perfect example that we have of why these kinds of things are important um, are what happened with um, city of Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, where previously we, we had no idea what the extent of his outside work. He's a part-time mayor, um, but not because of this law, but because he was running for president, he had to do more detailed disclosures and the Miami Herald did some fantastic reporting on how many outside gigs he has, you know, so many jobs, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, and we were able to see how wealthy he became after becoming mayor. And we wouldn't have known that without some intense disclosure. And so I think this kind of database can lead to even more stories like that, finding out more about our most powerful elected officials. Yeah. And I guess it's important to point out that while a lot of the folks who've stepped down and resigned saying it's because of this law seem to be from smaller municipalities, it does apply to the leaders of big cities too, and, and they do wield a lot more power. And I think that kind of comes back, uh, Caroline and Barbara, to something that both of you are alluding to, which is that sometimes uh, you know city leaders do actually, uh, you know, they are in charge of pretty big budgets and therefore there should be more scrutiny. So how does this kind of add some some weight to that argument? Well, um, uh, you know, at first I'd like to point out that the vitriol and mudslinging that, that uh, Joshua is talking about is not unique to city council members. Go to any school board meeting where I think it's even more intense, in my experience anyway. This, you know, again, it's I think it's a fear perhaps of the new. There, this is a new reporting requirement for city council members. They don't like it. They're going to have to get used to it. And I've had a lot of calls from people who are considering running for office to get my viewpoint on what this means, this change, this requirement that they now file more detailed financial disclosure forms. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for the people of uh, the state. We need to know. And, you know, you say it's big cities, but in in some respects, city councils in small cities and small towns have an even bigger impact because they control and, and wield more power, more concentrated power. And mm-hmm. I really think it's critically important that we know where their where their interests lie, where uh, what's the impetus for the actions they're taking and their proposals. You're listening to Florida Matters. We're discussing a new law that now requires elected officials for municipalities to file much more detailed financial disclosure forms. We're speaking with Barbara Peterson with the Florida Center for Government Accountability, Caroline Clanky with the Florida Ethics Institute, and Joshua Ceballos with WLRN in Miami. When we come back, 
how this new law could influence who decides to run for office in municipal elections, and whether it's an example of Tallahassee treading on the toes of local government. Welcome back to Florida Matters, I'm Matthew Petty. A new financial disclosure law has sparked a wave of resignations from city leaders in places like Port Ritchie, Ballia Beach and Longboat Key. They say the law is invasive, but supporters say it promotes transparency. Let's get back to the conversation about the law, what impact it could have on government ethics and what it means for the notion of home rule. We're speaking with Barbara Peterson, Executive Director of the Florida Center for Government Accountability, Caroline Clanky, Executive Director of the Florida Ethics Institute, and Joshua Ceballos, Local Government Accountability Reporter for WLRN. I wanted to go back to Mark Grill. This is the Vice Mayor of St. Pete Beach who resigned over this law and talked about his reasons for resigning in a city commission meeting last month. This new intrusive financial reporting requirement is, to me, over the line of reasonableness. So it brings me the question that you've heard me sit in this chair that I always like to ask. What problem are we trying to solve? I can't find an answer to that. Now, Grill characterizes the law as a solution in search of a problem, and he says it's an example of state government overreach, and he thinks it'll make running for local office uh, less enticing. And I see this new requirement as a feeble attempt by the state to counter flippant and often disrespectful comments made, particularly on social media, that the commission is corrupt and taking money from developers. Remember, anyone with facts can and should contact the state commission on ethics. So then it leads me to, the, to ask again, is this a solution looking for a problem? And I think the answer is yes. Look, I know I'm sitting here in St. Pete Beach, I'm not sitting in Tallahassee, so I didn't get a vote on this. But I find the new legislation unnecessary. It's an invasion of privacy and another example of overreach by the state who continually takes steps to weaken powers and effectiveness of us here and local government. It diminishes our home rule. It also makes our local roles less attractive. I know I'm not the only one in the area resigning over this. If you look up and down the beach cities and across the county, and even the state, you'll see similar resignations. We've had difficulty in St. Pete Beach getting residents to step up and get involved. I believe this new requirement will create another barrier and exacerbate that problem. Josh, I wonder what you're hearing about the kind of knock-on effects of this law. I mean, besides the person you reported on in Miami Shores, are you hearing from other elected officials who say they'll resign rather than filling these more detailed financial disclosure forms and kind of looking out into the future? I'm wondering about people running for office in upcoming elections. What are you hearing? Right. So I, I think in some of these circles, what I've been hearing is just kind of a trepidation about how onerous this is, how how much work it's going to take, because you know, like we were talking about, it, it asks you to name assets of a thousand dollars or more. So does that mean I have to disclose like the grandfather clock that my family has had for generations that's over a thousand dollars? And and I think it's just there's some friction there. I haven't heard too much um, in Miami Dade about uh, people wanting to resign, but I think there's just a lot of trepidation about what this means, how much work it's going to take. But uh, by that same token, I think if it's giving people pause for when they're considering running for office, maybe that's a good thing. I think the constituents want to have people who are 
but in power who are okay with that level of transparency. I think, um, especially in like small, like Barbara was saying, in small villages, small cities, there's a lot more concentrated power. And I, and I, in here in our county, there may be concerns about okay, if our community is facing a lot of develop overdevelopment and gentrification, and someone on the council has a stake in real estate companies that are building in in the town uh, and doing some of this overdevelopment and gentrification, they want to know that, and I and I think that's important. Mm-hmm. Barbara, I wonder about this notion, though, of government overreach, state government overreach. This is something we've heard from folks who are resigning over this law. Uh, I mean, is there a question to be asked about how much authority you know local municipalities should have and, and whether a law like this does take some of that away? We have seen our legislature overreach on virtually everything from plastic bags uh to you know environmental issues um mm-hmm. so i don't know that this is any worse uh or any better except that it's holding city council members city commissions to the same standard of disclosure as virtually every other elected official in the state of florida mm-hmm. uh, and, and is is that a good thing i mean should there be a higher standard for state officials compared to local leaders or should the should it be a level playing field I think it should be a level playing field. You know, just because they're at the state level doesn't mean that they have more power over us. In fact, I would argue that most people are concerned what's happening in their backyard rather than what's happening in Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, the idea, I, I, you know, I think that the Miami Herald's reporting on Mayor Suarez is a great example of this. When he ran for president and was required to disclose more information about his financial interests, uh, we found out all sorts of things about who he's accepting, you know, jobs from, who's paying him, and a lot of these people were controversial in in, in the city of Miami because of the work they had been doing. So I think that's a perfect example that Josh gave us because. That's a level of scrutiny that I think is critically important if we want people to trust their government. So it shouldn't take somebody running for president for their voters to know what their financial interests are, is what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. The fact that he's running for president and hanging around with all of these questionable developers in Miami, you know, it's more important, I think, to the people in Miami than it would be nationally except mm-hmm. that it does show a certain, you know, some issues that people would be interested in about who he is and what he does. But it's it's really that focus on local government. I think people, they they have greater, pay greater attention to the school boards, the county commissions and the city councils than they do the Florida legislature and what's going on in Tallahassee. Caroline, I wonder about that question posed by Mark grill though what problem are we trying to solve and has there been a rash of unethical behavior and municipal leadership across the state as far as you're aware it hasn't been disproportionately located on the city level but we have seen even in the city of miami for example uh, there was a very recent uh, highly publicized arrest of a city commissioner in the city of miami uh and that was done in part through scrutiny of that individual's private financial interests. This Form 6 will help to facilitate greater transparency and accountability with regard to those in the future. 
And we think that's beneficial. It's beneficial for the public trust and it's beneficial for good governments. One other thing that we've heard from folks stepping down is that they think there's not necessarily a guarantee that more scrutiny on on local elected officials' finances will put a stop to corruption or unethical behavior. But you have a slightly more positive take on that. You think it will make a difference? Well, the Florida Commission on Ethics cannot self-initiate, with certain limited exceptions, cannot self-initiate any investigations of ethics violations. It requires the public to file ethics complaints to start that scrutiny. And so if there is something that gives rise to concerns of an ethical nature on the city level, on the county level, or on the state level, it is only the citizens of the state of Florida that can engender that scrutiny. And it is through information that is publicly available, through public records such as these, that that meaningful analysis is afforded to the public. And so it's an act of bravery to file an ethics complaint, obviously. And it is one that should be predicated upon reasonable belief that unethical conduct has occurred. And these types of financial disclosure forms are the type that can afford the public with information necessary for that meaningful scrutiny. Barbara, I I just wonder, in the conversations you've had with folks reaching out to you saying, what does this new law mean? You know, people who may be considering running for office, what's your sense of whether uh, they may be turned off by it or whether it's just going to make them put a little more time into considering their run or not? I think it's the latter, that they're going to think harder about running, Um, not that they're not going to run. Uh, just what does it mean to them personally? Uh, and and so they're going to give it a little bit more consideration than they might have. Running for office isn't easy, uh, you know, as uh, and and being an elected official is not easy. Uh, you open yourself up to to a lot of uh, uh, of uh, criticism, even though you may be trying to do the right thing by your constituents. Not everybody's going to like what you're doing. So I think it gives them greater pause, perhaps, but I haven't spoken to anyone who has said, oh, I'm just not going to do this. Uh, They're calling because they are considering it, giving it greater consideration uh, uh, rather than just saying no. If they're, you know, if they just say no, why call me? Um, So uh, I think they're just giving it greater consideration and they want to understand the balance there. Uh, between their disclosure and public and uh, accountability. Uh, and and that's why they're calling. Is there anything that I didn't ask any of you that you wanted to mention? I just wanted to add, um, because I, earlier I said that I, I hadn't heard too much about people resigning in Miami-Dade, but um, in Palm Beach County, we did have a lot of people resign um, we were uh, in December, there were at least 24 council members in 11 of Palm Beach County's 39 towns resigned over this law that said that this was onerous and an invasion of privacy. So I just wanted to make sure that that was in there. Well, I want to thank you all for your time. We've been speaking with Josh Ceballos, local government accountability reporter for WLRN. Josh, thank you. Thank you for having me and Caroline Clanky, Executive Director of the Florida Ethics Institute. Caroline, thank you. Thank you. And Barbara Peterson, Executive Director of the Florida Center for Government Accountability. Barbara, thank you. Thank you, Matthew. 
that's our show for this week. Our producer is Steve Newborn, production assistance for this episode from Grayson Doctor. Subscribe to Florida Matters wherever you get your podcasts, and we're online at wusf.org. I'm Matthew Petty. Thanks for listening.